The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to to win. Sign up today. Bet $100, get $100 free at bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, WinBet, backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Straight restrictions apply. I'm really taking my time with this one. I don't know why. Well, because because I'm excited about the new uh, <laughs> come on in. Come on in, Ryan. I'm just doing a pre-roll there. Yeah, it's a cup of cough. It's all it's all hectic care during the holidays. The holiday bombage. That was our that was the man, Ryan Kramer, coming in, leaving his coffee, helping me out with the bomb sound effect. I have a, I have a very high-tech show. I have a bomb sound effect. And we gotta get and we gotta get the headphones around my huge head. That takes usually a four-man crew, but Ryan handled that by himself today. But also, I'm excited about, we're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in store, in the store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash helmet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash helmet. And football bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card. Exclusively on the SGPN app. That's exciting. Good stuff for Christmas that the, the, the boys, Sean and Ron, are bringing up to him. Anyway, let's start it up. Hit the song for the Holiday Bottom Line Bombs. That was a little too exciting for me. I got too excited. We didn't even, get into, we didn't even start the show, but welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs Holiday Show. I am CJ Sullivan, your host, Bringing you five picks each week with bits, picks with bits for the circa contest. We'll use them circa uh, point spreads that came out on Thursday morning on Twitter. Um, we also used to do a survivor, but that's, that's long gone. It's just like our million dollar contest. But anyway, it's picks with bits. It's holiday. We'll have a little Christmas flair today. If you're welcome, if you're watching on YouTube, live stream, um, go ahead and comment and come on in. Be a part of it. I used to hate when people would comment, but now, you know what? At least it does some writing for me. So I don't care. Um, but if you're listening on the platforms, welcome as well. Like and subscribe. Re- write reviews, too. I was supposed to push that. Five-star reviews, good reviews. Actually, I don't even care if you write bad reviews. Just listen. I don't give a shit. Um, so, yeah, so that's the show. Uh, There's the last quarter. There's still a couple weeks left to go in this quarter. Three more weeks. We can do something, although last week we hit a hitch. We went two and two and three. All momentum we had from the week before, we just lost it. We hit the Dolphins. That was a big winner. No one else had that Miami over Buffalo. Because we, because why? Because we believed in the bit, and that's what we do. We would do picks with bits, and the bit was everyone said Miami was going to be able to handle the cold. Well, no one can handle the cold. They just, they just, they just deal with it. Miami is no different than Buffalo. The players, at least the people, the people to live there for sure, but the players were no different. So we wanted, we thought Miami was going to show up big, and they did. They covered. They didn't win, but they covered. That's all that matters. <laughs> Our losses uh, were not great, so we—that was the problem. With, we we believed in a bit with Miami, and then we did not believe in it with like uh, the Colts, Colts Minnesota game. We took Minnesota, who won. Sure, they won with the greatest comeback in NFL history, down thirty-three nothing, and they won in overtime. I don't know why they were happy. They didn't cover the spread, and that's all that matters. I mean, come on. How do you not score a touchdown in overtime? They punted the ball. At least they should have tied the game. 
But the point is, the bit was, as Bill Cruz comes in with a hi, hello, Bill Cruz. Welcome to the Bomb Line Bombs holiday show. Um, the bit was, as I was doing a tribute to Mike Leach last week, my tribute was by using the mascots to pick it, the Vikings versus the horses, the Colts. For, he, Mike Leach would always go with the horse there. In my bit, trigger warning, since Bill Cruz uh, criticized me last week for giving a trigger warning and then talking about horse rape. Because uh, Vikings, they're, the, the, way they, the way they fought battles is by raping and pillaging. And I broke down how you can't rape a horse because a horse allows you. If you're, if you're having sex with a horse, it'll, it's letting you. So I should have listened to the pick there and gone with uh, the Colts because you can't rape a horse. It was right there, but I didn't believe in a bit. So that was my bad. And yes, you can give a trigger warning and still talk about horse rape, Bill Cruz. Especially since uh, Trigger was the name of the horse, like Method Man. I got a six-shooter and a horse named Trigger. I don't know what the next line was, but I, I can imagine what uh, Method Man rhymed Trigger with. Something that I, a nice Irishman like me, can't say on a microphone. Anyway, let's get it into the bottom line. So we lost to the, we lost to the Colts. Um, the other loss we had was uh, Tampa Bay. That's a good, famous "That's All" segment. I like that's my favorite segment. That's all. That's all it took for us to lose. In retrospect, it's easy. How could you pick Tampa Bay? They're terrible, but it was a great spot for them. They're up seventeen nothing on the Bengals, and then they freaked out because they couldn't believe they were ahead. Like, what are we doing? How do we do this? How do we do this with a lead? So they. They corrected that immediately by turning the ball over four times in five possessions, five straight possessions in the third. It was an amazing, it was an amazing freak out by the Bucks to blow that lead. They weren't even like it wasn't even like the Bengals were doing anything. Tampa Bay was just like throwing them the ball, like like Brady, Brady with the hand off the front end, just like whipped it at his stomach. Like how do you do this? I don't know how to do handoffs. You don't know how to do handoffs. No, I'm losing my mind. I'm fucking fifty five. Then afterwards, they love telling you the stats. Like that's a Tom Brady was one hundred and seventy three and one when he's up seventeen in his career. Those stats only come out after they lose, just to rub it in your face. I don't want to hear these stats; they're made up. Oh, really? That's great. So I was a part of history. That's fun. I can't wait to tell my grandkids the historical loss I had betting on Tom Brady. Course of the Lone Ranger. Bill Cruz also was a trigger. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that's where Method Man. I know Method Man didn't create that. He sampled it from Lone Ranger. Trigger's a famous horse name. Good horse name, by the way, Trigger. Um, <laughs> Cruz also says that this, uh, his hand is unbalanced from wearing one less ring. How about that other turnover they had? When, how about they did? They ran a fake punt up 17 to 3, uh, but they forgot to tell. Giovanni Bernard that there was going to be a fake punt, which is pretty important since he was the guy getting the ball. I like that. They, they're like, yeah, let's run a fake punt, but don't tell the running back. Let's, we'll even fake him out. Let's fake everybody out. Let's fake our own team out. So they snapped the ball right and hit him right in the, <laughs> right in the face mask. They fumbled. Cincinnati gets it and scores. Then, they, then, then, then the press, uh, Goes to talk to Giovanni Bernard, Gio Bernard afterwards, and he had. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look it up. The Gio Bernard press conference, not it's not even a press conference. It's him in the locker room. He's got that look in his eyes, like, like what? Whoa! What's the? What's all this about? Like, like I like he did something wrong. Well, he knows he did something wrong. He's like, well, well, well. You guys aren't. 
How come you guys haven't talked to me all year? That's what he said. How come you guys haven't talked to me all year? Now you want to talk to me since I messed up? And the reporter's like going back to him. Because you sucked all year. What are you talking about? You've been hurt. You don't play. Finally, something involved you and you blew it. That's why. Okay. Okay. But I got kids outside. Does that make you uh, feel more bad for him? No. You should probably want to stay here. So it was a whole thing. It's pretty funny. That's my that's all segment for Tampa Bay. My other loss was the Jets. The Jets wasn't my fault either because th- this, as you know, the bottom line bombs here happens on Thursday. I record it on Thursday. You might be hearing it on Friday or the rest of the weekend. Live right now on YouTube. And so I have to give out the picks a little early sometimes and things happen between Thursday and game time. And I gave out the Jets over to Detroit. And uh, as soon as I wrapped up the show, submitted the picks to my man Vegas Andy, the proxy, because I also entered these picks into the contest. It sounded like, sound like I just throw these out there willy-nilly. My money's behind this. Money By, by money, I mean I entered the contest for $1,000 that bought me a hat because I'm not going to win any money. But I still entered the picks. You can, you can check them out, CJ Bombs, on if you want to go to the website. Not a good record. It's pretty bloody. But uh, as soon as I as soon as I give out all the picks, the Jets announce. Oh, by the way, don't know if this affects your handicapping at all. But uh, Mike White's not going to play. Instead, we're going to play the biggest bus since Ryan Leaf, Stacy's mom himself, Zach Wilson. Does that change anything? It does. Well, too late because you already made your pick, and that's what happened. We I, I made the. Not that I would have switched over to Detroit. I'm not saying that, but I certainly would not have backed Zach Wilson. I would not have backed the Jets. I would have picked a different game. They play tonight. Zach Wilson goes at it again tonight. That's a weird, it's a weird game. They got to like Jacksonville, but the way the Jets are and all the sharps are on Jets, I don't care. I gave out, I gave out Jacksonville as a play on the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN this week in Vegas. If anyone, I was in the newsletter today. <laughs> Forgot I did it. I just don't like these Jets anymore. I they, I think there was the shine is running off that Robert Sally or whatever his name is that coach everyone loves him I don't he's this meathead who does these dumb meathead like sayings all year and people we put up with it because they were doing things like oh, I want to keep receipts what are people talking trash about the Jets want to keep I'm keeping receipts yeah okay well, that's a CVS long receipt okay because the Jets were always been bad. Then after they lost to the Bills, we're gonna we're gonna see him again. Don't you worry about. It. We're gonna see the Bills again. And then all the reporters are like, I like when reporters <laughs> just like the Geo Bar. Like, are we supposed to be laughing? What do you mean you're gonna see him again on TV? Because not you're not gonna see him live in the playoffs. And then this week, he's back. He starts defending Zach Wilson by yelling at the media. Being something that he created. He fired. Everyone's like. He's like, he, you know, everyone, everyone hates Zach Wilson. We get it. You have to play him because the other guy's hurt. We understand that too. But don't yell at us like we're wrong for trashing him. You told us to trash him. You benched him. And he's like, he has some quote like, in this instant coffee world, we want instant gratification. Instant coffee? What are you, 85? And he's not. That's such a coach thing to say, like not even binge TV or, you know, whatever, not even using TikTok as an example. It is instant coffee world. What are you like a French drip? See, Dan Campbell for Detroit, he can do those meathead idiot sayings like bite your kneecaps and quote Metallica because he was a player. So the players don't mind it. They're like, ah, he's probably concussed. We'll be like that some night too. So don't make fun of grandpa. But Robert Sully, he's just one of those, you know, weight coach, the fucking strength coach asshole guys. Anyway, um, so that's, I'm not bitter at all though. 
about that quarterback switch after I made my pick. Not at all. Because it's the holidays. It's the holidays and the bottom line bombs. Um, so get ready. Get a Yuletide. Scope up by the fire. Uh, <laughs> get a disgusting nog drink if you want. And I'm going to read it to an ad read. And we come back, I'm going to give out five new bottom line bombs for week 16 in the Christmas games and a man in a box Christmas segment, of course. And I say Christmas, he's libtard. <laughs> we get into that. They shoot you if you say Christmas. No, they don't. No one, no one, no one cares. Um, anyway, let's go back to WinBet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Plus, for the, the gens only, hashtag, try your luck at WinBet. Parlay wheel. What's more fun than a parlay wheel? Anything? No. There's great promos, odds, payouts that are happening right now. Winbet ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Limit the state availability. So much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and I'm talking to you, you have one. You have a gambling problem. You are listening to the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You call 1-800-522-4700. And that'll fix that right up. <laughs> All those secret Santa lines. I'm not saying to you. Like I said, who cares if you have a problem? Doesn't mean that doesn't, uh, you know, not all problems need solved. If you give out gifts like uh, scratch cards, your nephews and nieces like I do, like Uncle Degenerate Siege. Uncle Seagenerate. I'm the Seagenerate, by the way. That's my, that's my tout name, the Seagenerate. It's pretty good, right? Siege. See, Jens, um, unprofessional drink of Starbucks coffee, as Ken Barnard wants me to switch off since it gets me too hyper. I do feel kind of hyper here, but in the holidays. Um, anyway, all right, let's start the show. Let's start these holiday shows. This is exciting. We're going to start off first game, Cincinnati, New England. Um, line is minus three. That's the line actually come down. Uh, Bengals. New England. New England, hilarious. Hilarious loss last week. We were on the Raiders, and we won in the most miracle way of possible. Everyone knows the funniest. It was literally the funniest way you could lose a game. The Patriots did a lateral shit at the end when the game was tied. Threw it right to the Raider guy who ran in for a touchdown. People couldn't believe it. You had to watch it a couple times. Like, what were they losing? Why were they doing this? No, they were tied. Side note, uh, the Raiders tying touchdown, the guy was not in bounds, but whatever. Who cares? Thank God, because it was fun. Um, <laughs> Bill Cruz says those white elephant people talk about a gambling problem. No shit. Anyway, so the Patriots, what's fun about the Patriots are the Patriots are getting Patriots are bad for a couple reasons. But the main reason is they're dumb. They're a dumb football team. And that's what's got to be killing Bill Belichick the most. Because he's always been known for being the smartest coach. Because he was the first, he was one of those first non-player coaches, you know. And like 
that's what we real. That's what that, that was basically his advantage. Yeah, I just wasn't a player. My brain isn't injured, and I know basic math and game theory. But now that everyone knows that, he's not really not as smart. So now everyone's just dumb. And he hired, and then he did the dumbest thing a coach ever. He he got Mike Patricia calling his plays. He's never called plays before, and now he has his tech. His like I said last week, his play call sheet's like a tech mobile. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> four options. Super Tech Mobile got eight options. That's when he really opens it up. Four runs, four pass. They're all swing ones. And just pick the Mark Bavaro play. So it always works. Um, but you don't have Bo Jackson back there on excellent condition. So the Patriots are dumb. And that was that dumb play, lateral play was literally the dumbest play in the, maybe the history of football. And thank God it happened. Hopefully this will kill that lateral play at the end of the games when they do that, because that lateral play usually usually it's when you're down, last ditch effort. So they start pitching it around, pitching it around. Then the other team gets it and scores a touchdown, covers the spread. That play only existed to torture gamblers. It only hurt gamblers, and it was never for you. It was always against you. So this play needed to die, and now that it had real life implications, where a team actually lost an actual game, before it was just a joke, like a blooper reel. But now someone, someone got hurt, okay? Someone shot an eye out. So this thing needs to... <laughs> and it's because people did it, and it never works. Like, maybe it would work once in a while, but it's because of fucking Stanford Cal band play that they, we, they love playing. Because, listen, we all, we all love watching a tuba player get trampled by a football player. We love watching, you know, this, that, this dumb tree-hugging band of Stanford roaming cluelessly on the field, getting annihilated by football players. It's fun. We get it. That's why they keep showing it. Even though the guy's knee was down halfway through it. Um, but because of that, these teams still do it because they want to recreate it and get us and get the one time that it worked. It was the only time it worked since then. I don't even blame, like there's a lot of, you, you tell how f- afraid they are of Belichick too. Jacoby Myers, if you didn't say, you know, they, they pitch it to him. Jacoby Myers throws it across the field right to the Raider guy who destroyed the quarterback and ran in for a touchdown. And they're like, uh, did you, do, did someone tell you to do that? Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. He's like, no, I went rogue. Like he was like a Marine, like an, who went AWOL. He doesn't want to get anyone. She was terrified of Belichick. And I don't even blame Myers. It was Rashawn Stevenson. They handed it off. Like they're giving it up. And then he pitched it to Myers so Myers all of a sudden gets the ball. He didn't know. He thought they were going to overtime, which there should be. Next thing he has the ball, he's like, oh, we're doing this? I didn't know we're doing this. All right. Well, if we're doing this, fuck it. He throws it. <laughs> he launches the ball across the field. And uh, hopefully to Mac Jones, the quarterback, what's he going to do with the ball, first of all? What, you think he's going to run 80 yards? He's the fucking slow white quarterback. You see him trying to tackle? Right to Chandler Jones, who was loafing on the play, by the way. Shout out to Chandler Jones, who scored the game-winning touchdown and and scoring one for all the slackers and loafers. You know, he's doing no pursuit. I'm saying, oh, the ball comes to him. So that, now we now we have something. We can say, what the hell are you doing back there? Well, just in case the guy freaks out and throws me the ball, coach. You got to have someone on that duty, don't you? And then Mac Jones, also terrified of Belichick, trying to take accountability. He goes, ah, I should have made the tackle. What? Made made the tackle. That's when all the reporters, again, like, do we laugh out loud? They laughed in his face. Made the tackle. You're already a meme, buddy. Have you seen yourself? 
<laughs> you weren't making that tackle. His brother's John Jones. He's the baddest fucking guy on the planet. You were tackling. You were tackling that guy. The 300 pound defensive end. It was a perfect meme. It's already been made. You even waited for it. So anyway, so now the Bengals come to town. It's going to be cold. It's going to be terrible conditions. So normally I actually would go with New England here because it's a good spot for New England. The Bengals just had that. They didn't look good versus Tampa Bay until that third quarter when Tampa Bay freaked out. But the Bengals do have something to play for. If they win, they're in the playoffs. And it's going to come down to New England being dumb. Maybe they bring their rain shoes to a snow game. I don't know. It's going to be bad. But uh, we're going to go with Cincinnati minus three for our first holiday stupid bomb of the week. All right. Now we're going to next game, Tennessee versus Houston in Nashville. We're going from Bill Belichick, the dumb coach, to uh, this is the team. Bill Belichick, like I said, hates the team that he has there with the Patriots because they're so dumb. Now, if he wanted a team that he's jealous of, it's this team is Tennessee. Tennessee, uh, the line's three and a half versus Houston. Houston, an awful football team with Lovey Smith, but they have shown some life the last couple of weeks. They almost beat the, they went to overtime versus Kansas City. They should have beat Dallas the week before. Now they're going to Nashville. And the line's only three and a half. Why? Because Ryan Tannehill is out for the year. Okay. Is that a good or bad? Why, why, why is that even a thing? Why are people panicking on that? Because the line was six. Now it came down to three and a half. It's because, and I don't, and I think Malik Willis, is that record Malik Willis, the rookie from Liberty who they drafted, but they're terrified of letting him throw the ball. So this is the team Bill Belichick wishes they were coaching because they just don't throw the ball. They're like a military academy. They run a wish. <laughs> they run a wishbone with Malik Willis out there. With Tannehill, they have to throw the ball at least a couple times, even though he's not good at it. Malik Willis, they don't even let him. They just tie his arm to his body. Like here, glue this ball to you, hand it off to Derrick Henry, or run yourself. Just run. They should just put another tackle in there. The last time, matter of fact, Malik Willis uh, played. Houston, the first time, he threw the ball three times. If if Patricia's offense is Tech Mobile, the eight plays, Tennessee, <laughs> Tannehill, their 10-yard fight that game where it's just <laughs> quarterback and a back to the left and the right of you, and you go left with the Atari. You go left or you go right, and they and they follow you like like ants like on a line, and you and you can just keep put, pitching it back to each other, left, right, center, left, right, center. I love 10-yard fight. That was a game. Anyway. Um, yeah, it reminds me of like a Pop Warner football. Like when you had like you put you put your best athlete at quarterback. If you can throw the ball, that that's great. We're not gonna let you throw it. But just show us in practice that you're capable of throwing the ball 20 yards, which you can because he has a great arm, but just run the ball. Third and 20, we're running a reverse. That'll that'll trick him. I remember a freshman year of high school, freshman team, we ran the ball every – and our Pop Warner. Our Pop Warner coach was like 130 pounds, whatever. And just a sigh in the huddle. Can we throw the ball? Our quarterback can throw it. We don't care. Like, all right, let's see if we're on our toes. We run 630 – 634 ISO. 
634 ISO. Six means <laughs> the tight end was on the right side. Three, four was the hole. The right hole, right hole, I think. I forget about it. Whatever. Not a very complicated offense. But we ran it every fucking time. Just a handoff, student body right, basically. And then he goes, all right, let's see if they're on their toes, what a coach said to us. See if they're on their toes. We're going to run 534 ISO, meaning we're going to run it to the weak side. And we're all like, oh, God, how about a, how about a pass? Would that work? Eh, it could work in theory, sure. But we're going to see. We're going to put the tight end on the other side, see, see how they react to that. They reacted just fine. They shut it down. Then we did, then we did a quick kick. There was nothing more deflating than, he, than when the quarterback would call the quick kick in the huddle. And that's teams that can't throw the ball call quick kick. The, that's, when you, that's when your quarterback just punts the ball on third down. You know what? Fuck it. We don't even want to run a third down play. We're going to fool you by punting the ball while you don't have a returner back there. Yeah, but we're still giving them the ball, right, coach? Yeah, we're giving them the ball but they can't run with it for this play until the next play. Then they'll be able to run with it. Fine. So we're really tricking them. Quick kicks. <laughs> just call it quick kick. On one. Just call it on first down at that point. So we got pop Warner Titans, Mike Vrabel, Derek Henry. I mean, I don't know if you're into props, but I imagine that Derek Henry's props going to be on. 150 yards versus Houston. Houston just cannot. Houston can't stop the run. This is only going to work versus Houston. So after this, we're going to fade Tennessee because they don't like to throw the ball. But versus Houston, it's the one. This is the perfect game for Malik Willis and Derrick Henry for these guys to do because Houston just can't stop the run. They knew this all year. So the 10-yard fight teams, quick kick, 633 ISO. <laughs> <laughs> Tie Malik Willis's right arm to his body, and we're going to detonate this bomb. Tennessee minus three and a half is our second bomb of the week. Bob it! That was quick. I'm trying to I'm trying to quicken up my analysis a little bit with the picks and bits. Not that I'm reacting to the review that I got. A couple reviews, one star reviews of how I just blab. Which, by the way, I don't know if you listen to podcasts before reviewer, but that's what. That's what podcasts are, people blabbing. Um, but people like me get to the picks. But then people want the bits, too. Picks and the bits. It's tough. I got to do what I got to do. I can only be me. And right now, I'm going to unprofessionally drink some coffee. Um, yeah. Who am I? CJ Sullivan, the comic. Who does picks with bits? Speaking of which, um, I was out in Vegas the last couple of days, and I did a spot on VEASAN, the Greg Peterson experience. Hoops, I want to give a shout out to him. Um, for putting me on, I gave out some bowl picks. We gave out Liberty, who covered yesterday, by the way. I have Air Force tonight, speaking of which. Um, let me see. <laughs> this one text. So the producer of the show, you know, he's like, hey, what credits do you want for it, for the show? CJ Sullivan, Bottom Line Bombs, you know, on uh, the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. I go, yeah, just that's good, too. And I don't know. I was just trying to help him out. I go, if you want, you can... Um, Yo, tell him I'm a comedian. That's not necessary, but, you know, I don't know if you want something fun. This is a text he sent me back. Pretty hilarious. He goes, cool, <laughs> which is never great. Cool. Being a comedian is wonderful and admirable, just not useful information to our audience. We can push me your Twitter handle, though, so safe travels. See you tonight. <laughs> I was driving out there. Being a comedian is wonderful and admirable, but we don't give a fuck, and neither does our audience. And uh, I loved it. 
I love being insulted and complimented at the same time. It's not, it's not like my parents when I told them I was going to be reading. I did that by just leaving home and never coming back. Anyway, shout out to them and a great show. It worked out fine. So I'm trying to speed up this, the analysis part of the bits and just get right into it. As I say that, we're only halfway through. And welcome. Everyone comes in to, uh, to the YouTubers. Um, mainly just Bill Cruz. It's okay. Uh, next game. Let's get into it. Pittsburgh versus Oakland. This is line is two and a half. This is at night, I believe. Christmas Eve night, or maybe it's Christmas night. Christmas Eve night, I think. Doesn't matter. It's going to be great. It's going to be a primetime game in Pittsburgh. This thing could not have uh, matched up better story-wise for this game because they're two bad teams, but they're historical teams. Steelers and Raiders have historical games. So much, though, it is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception um, probably the most iconic play in the NFL history, where the ball, where the, where the Steelers won their first playoff game actually before they became the dynasty in the seventies, where you know the ball hit the guy and whatever, and Franco Harris caught the ball off the ground pretty much and ran in for a touchdown. Immaculate reception, very famous play, the, the most famous play I'd, I'd say. And luck would have it, Franco Harris died this week. And by luck, I mean I think the NFL killed him to pipe up this game. No, that's not true. RIP to the legend, Franco Harris, Steeler legend. I went to school in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a god there. He had some problematic language when it came to supporting Joe Paterno, but I won't, I will no need to bring that up the week of the week. The man, man just passed. I don't like stepping on a man's grave. Everyone love Franco Harris, great football player, great Steeler. And uh, there's a statue of Franco Harris in the Pittsburgh airport doing the immaculate reception next to George Washington. No one even gives a fuck about this. Just like George Washington, all these other things. People take selfies with this Frank, this Franco Harris statue. Like it's like, it's actually, it's weird. He's looking up at you. It's great. People are like, oh, it's symbolic. And it's not symbolic. It's just, it's, it's, it's symbolic of Pittsburgh and how they are. Terrible towels will be at half mass this weekend. And uh, all the gold flowers will be embraced. God, Pittsburgh. I mean, this is like the Pope dying. Franco Harris for a fucking Pittsburgh. The terrible towels and Carper and Franco. R.I.P. Franco. Um, yeah, that play. You ever see NFL films talk about it? this? This is like the NFL films game. So I think NFL films might have actually killed Franco Harris. The footage is weird. Like, there's no real footage of it. It happens. Uh, R.I.P. Franco. The ball hits. And then, then they, then they cut to like a close up of Franco's like eyes, cut, and then you never see if it hits the ground. And then they say there's only the Raiders complain about. It. They say there's some rule where your offensive player can't hit the ball, then the other guy can't catch it. I don't even. I, this seems so made up. But there's that one guy's again, like, yeah, and he, then the refs talk to security, and no one knew what was going on. And I heard what he said. He goes, "How many security guys can I get here? Only five. Well, then six for Pittsburgh." NFL films are hilarious. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Franco. Terrible towels at half mask. Ken Barnard. He is. Uh, he's Franco. Um, that statue. That's why I know I'm in Pittsburgh. When I get a Permanis and a Franco Harris statue next to George Washington. People put their fucking like people put their Permanis on top of George Washington as they take their selfies with the Franco Harris. <laughs> Pardon me for the cough. NFL film. This is why it is the NFL films game. Because the, the Mac reception is the pinnacle of it. They 
and the Raiders and Steelers just always play those seventies NFL films games where it's slow motion and John Facenda doing, uh, and, you know, the autumn wind, the voice of God. I also always love the, uh, the team diaries on NFL films. <clears throat> That's my favorite thing. They, they recap your season. They do it before every year. They still do it. The team diaries to get you excited about the new season. So to recap last season, whatever they would, they do one for every team. And it doesn't matter if you won three games, it'll make you look like you won. you were the champions. You had the heart of a champion. That's what they'll say. Heart. They've used the title heart of a champion for like a hundred different, hundred different teams. They might not have won a real championship, but Jacksonville had the heart of a champion. I'll say that Tony Baselli. Or Walter J. Seattle had a heart of a champion, not an actual championship. That that, that they gave <laughs> to the Steelers, but Seattle. And they make it so dramatic. I remember. I remember one. It was like it was like a. I'll watch any of them. You know, I don't care. I love them all because they put it. They put in twenty two minutes of commercials, and it looks amazing. They, they shoot it on film. NFL films. They do incredible work. It was a Seahawk highlight. I remember it was like in mid whatever, 2000s or whatever. And they go, there are three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and positive yards when you run behind tackle Walter Jones. <laughs> and he does a dramatic pause. Florida State Pro. I remember, I remember that's what my dad told me when I told him I was gonna leave the house and Drive out to LA and give out bottom line bombs each week for my life, my life's work. <laughs> Says, son, it's going to be a rocky road out there. Remember, life's not easy and it's going to. There are only three certainties in life die, you're going to die soon. Taxes, you got to pay taxes. Even if you don't file taxes, you're paying them through other things. Anytime you buy anything, you're paying taxes. And uh, if you need three yards, go behind Walter Jones. He's a monster from Florida State. It's easy, easy, easy three yards. You can fall down for three yards behind Walter Jones. Thanks, Dad. I don't know how it's going to help me, but well, here I am using that information right now. If your team is really bad, they'll go into the kickers, and they had the best kickers. The great holder, John Carney. <laughs> NFL films, they used to always do a year, not only just a year crap, they used to own, maybe at least they used to own my video market. I would rent at West Coast Video. They would have like Looney Tune bloopers and shit. <laughs> like, I used to love the NFL blooper videos and they'd have like, a blah, 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 something. they'd have like Looney Tunes, like Bugs Bunny. Like, hey, Doc, who do you got over there? Whoop. And then some Archie Manning fumble. Well, I'll say, I'll say, there's that one point where, who, who's got 43? Who's got 72? Well, sucker, sucker, tash. Here's a brain injury. Then they'd show some guy getting just blown up <laughs> uh, with a concussion. And count down the biggest Chuck Benaric murderers. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about now. What I said, I was trying to shorten these things up. Anyway, Franco, RIP Franco, at night, the retirement is number. They're going to do this beforehand. There's no, he's either not dead 
or NFL films and, and you know, so, uh, Adam die. That statue. Oh, imagine going, going to the airport to put gold flowers around a statue at Franco. Oh, I can. Anyway, uh, we're gonna do a permani bomb. Pittsburgh minus two and a half over the Raiders. The Raiders, you just got your lateral play. You don't, you don't need this, but you have to fill the role, the Holy Roller thing, the seventies, all that bullshit. But uh, for Station Square, well, then we're gonna have a little memorial service down to Station Square. We're gonna go down to the Strip District and uh, <laughs> go to Mario's Fat Fat Mario's on the South Side. Pittsburgh minus two, bomb it. Two and a half, I'm sorry. That is uh, to Ken Barnard, who is a Steeler fan from Pittsburgh. Um, I like this week. They got it. They have to win that game. They don't have to, actually. That'd be a funny that'd be funny if they did lose that game. <laughs> for, lose it for Franco. Franco Harris is way superior than Rocky Blair, by the way. But Rocky Blair, I mean, come on. A Vietnam vet who got his fucking foot blown off. <laughs> He's our hero. Like he ran for a thousand yards. He was actually not that good. But don't say that at a fucking don't say that in a bar in the south side of Pittsburgh to any white. They will murder you. Um, all right, next game. Denver and the Rams. Why is this game even happening? And why am I talking about it? This is a great game for me. Denver's line is minus three. It was one. I liked it much better at one. This is a game like, why is this happening? Denver versus LA. This is Christmas in LA, which is bad. Christmas in LA sucks. I like it because everyone leaves. LA is just not good for cold weather holidays. You know, they do think they're not a Thanksgiving holiday. They're not a Christmas holiday. They're a Halloween holiday. Los Angeles. You do Halloween. Great. You got freaks out here. Anyway, you have new costume designs. You make the movies, you do the horror things. You should do Halloween. Great. And you do Halloween. Great. You got to tip your cap. But when I do cold weather shit, it just seems so fake and just ridiculous. It just seems terrible. Pitts vomit says Ken Barnard. It's pretty funny. Um, so Christmas in LA, and, this, and then they, and there's always people out here who try to make it happen with the cheer. And it's just there's no, you know, you don't get the weather. See, I'm wearing a scarf right now and the hat, if you can see online, and it, it's just fake. I just, I'm wearing this as a prop. It's an insult to the rest of the world and country who are who right now, the rest of America. Who's going through a winter disaster right now? It's just—I <laughs> mean, it's falling apart. How horrible this freeze is, except for in LA, where it's, it's like it's like fifty here. Berserks. Although we do know that uh, fifty degrees in Los Angeles is the coldest place in the world, but it goes from eighty to fifty. I need a heat lamp if I want to dine outside. Uh, so here comes Russell Wilson back. For some reason, he's coming back. We thought he was gone. We thought he was out of our lives this year, but he's back. Why? Because he wants us to celebrate Christmas in L.A. He's going to have the fake snow and the sweaters and, you know. Ugh, God. The rest of the country's dealing with real shit. It's like that, uh, it just seems so clueless. It's like that Christmas song. You remember that Christmas song? Do they know it's Christmas time? When all the celebrities try to raise money for Africa? With that tone deaf fucking, they rebooted it too. Still so tone deaf. Do they know it's Jesus Christ's birthday in Africa? I don't think they do. If you listen to it, it sounds it sounds patronizing. It sounds like they're making fun of Africa. Really, they don't even know it's Christmas. These fucking idiots. They can't grow anything down there. Like Jesus, they don't. 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> Do they even know about their Lord and Jesus Christ, white Jesus? Do they know about him? Let's make a record. Do they know it? We'll talk some bad Christmas songs a little bit. If you have good and bad Christmas songs in movies, <laughs> Christmas songs are hilarious. Because so, everyone has to do them. Now they're redoing them. There's another one in L.A. Like the, L.A. does like a woke Christmas out of here, too. They're all Christmas. It's just so, it just doesn't, it's not a natural fit. A woke Christmas. <coughs> Awake and a woke Christmas. <clears throat> Like when I redid that, uh, speaking of redoing songs, that <clears throat> uh, Baby It's Cold Outside, that's a very problematic song. Everyone agrees with that. Like when a guy's just basically trying to force this woman to stay in his house because it's cold. No, it's cold. Don't go anywhere. Have another drink. You know, it's kind of, that doesn't hold up. But it's a charming song a little bit, you know? <laughs> rape charm. <laughs> charm rape. I said a word. I said the R word a lot. It comes up. What can I say? I'm picking NFL games. It's going to come up. Uh, but remember when they redid it? Because it's, it's really problematic. But just leave it at that. Just Some things can be problematic, but so what? You don't have to redo it. They redid it with uh, the duet. It's a duet. And it's a great song. As a song. Who did it? It was, a, it was John Legend and Kelly Clarkson. And it was, it was like, I need to go home. And he's like, baby, it's cold outside. You know? And he he forces her, but she goes, "I need to go home." And then they redid it, and John Legend's like, "Okay, that sounds good. I'll call you an Uber." He's on his way. He's got five stars. His name's Marcel. He might have a criminal past. I don't know if this is a safe thing to do either. Good song, John Legend. Baby, it's woke outside. Text me when you get home. He even says that. He's just going to fucking like. <laughs> Here's an Uber text you when you get home. Here's some aspirin. Then they, they should do a song afterwards. After she goes home and he's he's fine with it. And then he calls over another side chick to come over because he's John Legend. Or he jerked off the porn. Because now, now I got blue balls. That's a blue Christmas. Got a blue balls Christmas. Without you. Is that what Elvis was saying? Uh, so, yeah, so that's what, De <laughs> that's what Denver's doing out here in Los Angeles. They're doing the L.A. Christmas, the woke Christmas, and the Rams, who just can't do it. Rams can't do Christmas. Baker Mayfield, he, he's already, he's, he's, he can't believe he saw some, he can't believe he has to do another game on TV. He's like, I came out to L.A., he came out to L.A., he won He won a fun game versus the Raiders on Thursday night with two days of practice. Hey, this is fun. Maybe I'll get back into acting. Do some commercials, you know? Then, they, then he had to go to Green Bay on a Monday night last week. He's like, oh, God, I didn't – I forgot acting's actually work. You have to go show up on set like at 5 in the morning for makeup and hair. And, ugh, those are long days. It's not – just sitting on my trail. This is not fun at all. And now – He's got to do his third game in a row on TV. Now he's like, why? Why are all these games on TV? Why? I thought the Rams were bad. Stop putting, stop showing me. I'm bad too. That's not his fault. The Rams have no, no team whatsoever. Um, the NFL's Randy Newman, Bill Cruz says. <laughs> Bill Cruz dumped the Denver Broncos. Talk about Russ? Randy Newman. 
Speaking of which, speaking of charity songs, remember new, I, that was my for Katrina. He just rewrote a song. Goes, I love L.A. the state. <laughs> that was my old bit. Um. So yeah, Baker's just like a down. He's like in a bad Santa mode. Billy Bob Thornton, like, just leave me alone. Why are we doing this? Fine, I'll put the friggin' Santa hat on for the promos. But good God. Let Russ, Russ is excited for this. Russ has got the fake snow and he's baking cookies. He's doing the whole thing. I just want to get drunk and sit in a corner. You guys open up your gifts. Leave me alone. And listen to some terrible, terrible Christmas songs. So we're going to do Denver minus, minus three. How did I get the mind? Why am I picking Denver? I picked Denver so many times this year. It's Disgusting. They keep fooling me. I can't I can't quit you, Russ. I love him. Anyway, he's so corny. He's gonna he's gonna spread that Christmas cheer in LA, even if it's 70 degrees. So Denver minus three, bomb it. Another call, Bill Cruz says, so many Rams aren't playing. They're doing a cattle call for extras on the team. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sag bit for you listeners out there. Not, not, not familiar with the business. <laughs> the Rams do have a heart of a champion. A lot, a, lot of hearts, a lot of hearts of champions this year in the NFL. A lot of horrible, horrible, horrible football teams. Um, all right. So let's see. Come on, man. Let's recap real quick. We got one more bomb to give out. We've given out Cincinnati minus three, Tennessee three and a half, Pittsburgh minus two and a half, Denver minus three. A lot of short favorites. We got to get a dog in here. Uh, and that's what we're going to do with the other LA team, Chargers versus the Colts. Monday night, line is four and a half. The Chargers are favored. This is the day after Christmas, which is always a weird day, the 26th. You're like, uh, you're still, you're still full from food, but you're also a little hungover. And then there's this gifts and shit and you want to throw stuff back. Like, okay, do I return this? How do I, you know, the, the day after Christmas is always, it's got a lot of mixed feelings of kill me. And then you got that, that little, uh, lame duck week before new year's, you know, you got to do, do I have to work? I can take this off and you still got family hanging around, but now, now family's getting annoying. Now we're doing activities. Some psychos want to go to the mall and return things. What are you fucking out of your mind? I don't want to go to a mall ever, let alone those days. Um, so then you watch Christmas movies. That's the week of Christmas movies, the week the day afterwards. And uh, this is the perfect Christmas movie. The, the Indianapolis Colts are the Christmas movies. Jeff Saturday, moron coach. He's not a moron, but he's a moron coach because he's never coached before. He's a moron. Why not? He's a typical Christmas movie lead. The bumbling idiot who's on a fumble Christmas, but then pulls through at the end. That's every Christmas movie. There's going to be no Christmas. Wait a minute. Now there is. Yo! I John Stewart had a joke about that. But that's every Christmas movie. No Christmas. Wait a minute. Miracle. Yes, there is Christmas. And here come the cults. The Colts, everything looks terrible for them. They just blew the biggest lead in NFL history. 33-0. How could people possibly back Jeff Saturday? 
Then he's visited by the ghost of Christmas NFL future bets. Who say, wait a minute, don't jump off that bridge Saturday. You can just blame Matt Ryan. Everyone will believe that story because he blew that Super Bowl, even though it wasn't his fault either. That was the Falcons coaching for not running the ball. I can? Will people buy it? Sure, they'll buy it. We hate Matt Ryan now. Put in uh, Big Dick Nick. Big Dick St. Nick Foles. And that's what he did. He benched Matt Ryan for the second time this year. Matt Ryan's been benched. He was benched by Frank Reich, who just got fired for that. Saturday brings him back in. And he's like, oh, maybe that, maybe the other coach was right. You, you are terrible now, Matt Ryan. Get out of here. So we're going to bring in Nick Foles. And he's going to come save today. Nick Foles is a perfect Christmas savior, too. He'll give you the one game, but he won't give you anything else. He's not going to ride a year out. Bringing him in week 16 is perfect. That's when Nick Foles gets loose. That's what he did for the Eagles. He came in week 16. All right, now I'll get things going. Perfect Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That's tired. People love talking about that on Twitter. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. No. No, it's not. It's not a die. Christmas to answer that question, let's just answer that the old hot is hot dog a sandwich question. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And the reason why you know that is because it's not fucking terrible. It's a good movie. Die Hard's a great movie. You can watch it every time it's on. Christmas movies are all terrible. They're horrible. Whatever happened to Argyle? How did he not get a goddamn gig after Die Hard? Everyone else got gigs. Little on Bruce. I mean, everyone got gigs. He's the fucking principal from Breakfast Club and Hans and everybody. Everyone got gigs except for Argyle. Yeah, Argyle was great. We can't get him a. We can't get him a shot with uh, Guy Tory or some some fucking car wash movie or some shit. Bad Santa's great, Kyle Boland said. No, yeah, it's it's it, Bad Santa's pretty solid. Also not a Christmas movie. That's an alcoholic. That's like leaving Las Vegas. No, it's just definitely a Christmas movie. I mean, when I'm talking about Christmas movie, people say Home Alone, too. Home Alone's fine. People online like to make fun of uh, the parents, say the worst thing they did is make them eat uh, pizza with milk. They made the kids eat pizza with milk. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Macaulay Coughlin should have been in jail for fucking attempted murder, for God's sakes. I think he overreacted. Joe Pesci just wants to steal a TV. You got 12 of them in your mansion. This guy's setting up rat traps and fucking murder. You know, you can kill this guy. You can't murder these people for... Yep. Stand your ground. Macaulay, Kevin. Yeah, now Bad Santa's great. It's a bit weird. Oh, thank you. What I like, Bad Santa's good, but I just don't like what it creates. This is the spinning off. Of, I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hot take of Christmas movies. It's uh, unpopular opinion. I agree. Bad Santa's good. I don't like what it. I don't like what it spawned off. The bad this, the bad that, the genres, the bad, bad, bad. But a bad words is actually underrated. The Jason Bateman spelling bee one. Um, bad teacher. I hate all that bullshit, though. 
I'll, I'll say for Man in the Box my hot take for, for Christmas movies. I don't get too into Christmas movies. The good one, the, all, the bad ones, the known bad ones, the, you know, whatever. The, they always make these grand entrances and doorways, too. <laughs> like, I don't, the front door is always blasting wide open with bells ringing, and there's a, they're holding a tree under their arm. Hey, bringing cheer. Look at this. Neighbors are barging in, barging in with fruitcakes and shit. Everyone's barging into the front door. Does anyone fucking knock around here? That's what I be yelling. That's me, Russell Wilson. Does anyone knock around here? It's Christmas. You're breaking an entry. Big robust entrances. Cabo says it's the Nirvana of bad movies. That's the problem. Nirvana, great band, great the whole. But what? Anytime anything's great. Like even of an era, it spawns off the worst shit ever. That makes it not worth the good stuff that happened. Like Nirvana does not make because of the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> there's blood on there's there's a lot there's blood on Courtney Love's hands to begin with for murdering Kurt. But now there's blood because of goddamn third eye blind on uh, Billy Corgans. Just kidding. I don't think Courtney Love murdered. Kurt Cobain. There's a documentary. How can people just make a documentary accusing someone of murder because they don't like Courtney Love? <laughs> like, whatever your opinion of Courtney Love is, you can just say she murdered her husband. Jesus Christ. I was on heroin and he always talked about killing himself. Of course, Kurt Cobain killed himself. That's what he said he was going to do. Did you not listen to his songs? Anyway. Um. <laughs> Did I give out that pick yet? Yeah, let's do it. Indianapolis, plus four and a half, grand entrance, Jeff Saturday, and a Christmas movie to save all Christmases. I, mean, I, I, hope, I hope they lose, but I hope they cover, and I think they will. Plus four and a half. The Chargers, the Chargers never blow out teams, they, especially teams that are too, I wouldn't be surprised they lose this game, and I like the Chargers. Anyway, uh, Indianapolis Colts, plus four and a half, bomb it. And let's go into the box. Here we are. As you see, the hat and the scarf. I had to cut my Santa hat, by the way. I can't even show because it doesn't it doesn't fit these grocery store ones. Um, all right, real quick, the five bombs were Cincinnati Bengals minus three, Tennessee minus three and a half, Pittsburgh minus two and a half, Denver minus three, Colts plus four and a half. I think those are solid uh, solid plays. This would be, be a Christmas miracle if I go five and zero. Oh. oh boy. Um, Big D, big dick St. Nick Foles coming to the rescue for Indianapolis there. Now let's do it tomorrow. So Christmas movies, yeah, I talked about uh, Welcome to the Man in the Box, and welcome everyone coming in late. No problem. Um, Bill Cruz, Kyle Bolin, what's he saying? Because suburban white kids need a voice of their generations. That needed a voice of their generation. They did need a voice. Kirk Cobain was their voice. There was, there's angst, Cruz. Hispanic crews for us whites. You don't get it. You don't get how us whites have angst crews. <laughs> suburban angst is real. It was, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a voice for suburban angst, but what it, what it created, last guy I was saying, with those bands, those fucking good Lord. Ugh. Some of them still get respect, like train and those. I don't, I don't get Whatever. Good for them. I don't want the world to see me. That song came on on my ride back from Vegas. You really got into it. Anyway, Christmas movies. What did we talk about? Oh, my hot take on Christmas movies while we're into it. Since we're in the box, locked in the Christmas box. 
Uh, Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase. Terrible movie. I know it's a beloved classic. It's terrible. We we need to start looking. We need to start looking back with real judgment on these things. These were not good movies. You're just nostalgic. That's all you are. Randy, not Randy. Yeah, Randy Quaid. He's great in it. He's because he's Randy Quaid. He's amazing. Shitter's full. It's got good scenes. I'm not saying it doesn't have good scenes, obviously, but it's a horrible movie. That sledding scene. It's just it's brutal. That was another thing. The the, the genre. You want to talk about uh, bad standards and Nirvana of. Uh, <laughs> the bad movies vacation was the Pearl jam or whatever of the vacation franchise, you know, vacation, the original vacation. Amazing. One of the best comedies of all time. It's fucking great. Chevy chase is great in it. I know he's an asshole now and everyone hates him, but Chevy chase was amazing. I'm absolutely amazing. Superstar. Then European vacation. Come on. Okay. Not as good. Now the writing's on the wall. This might get bad. This whole vacation thing might get bad. They're going to keep doing this, aren't they? They're going to need to keep making money. So they do Christmas vacation, and people love it because it's Christmassy, but what do you really like? Yeah, we like the characters. We like Christmas, but it's, I mean, there's just dick jokes. It's the fucking tree. The oh, they, they changed the kids? What? Juliet Lewis and all of a sudden, that's when they're like, okay, we dare to send this for money. We, you're just going to replace these kids because Anthony Michael Hall wanted a couple extra bucks? No, we need a kid younger to get on the roof from the lights and the whole. Then there's Vegas vacation. Are they still making whatever? They're just brutal now. They're just a nightmare. But Christmas vacation is one of those things that get caught up. They think You think it's great. It's not. It's not great. Christmas story? Good. They remade it. Did they make a sequel to that? Who gives a f- Why the fuck would you make a sequel to Christmas Story? And it's a reboot. I don't want to see what Ralphie is as an adult. I don't care. He's like, just be friends with Vince Vaughn or whatever you do. Billingsley, that's, that's all you need. We don't need to... I don't care about your kids. I didn't watch it, but just... Everything's such a damn money grab. Um, so they play songs. I was listening to some Christmas songs here in the way. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned the... Christmas songs, everyone has to do them. So it's weird when they do their own genre of it. I like, I don't mind if you just cover a Christmas song. So I don't know. It gets dicey when you do your original Christmas songs. Like Bill, like Bruce Springsteen doing Santa Claus coming to town. He does it in a Brucey way where he's talking to the crowd. Hey, Claire's going to get you a saxophone. <laughs> there's some good, there's some good, bad Christmas songs out there. What's your least favorite Christmas song? Put it in the comments. Anytime they get into the dog, the dogs barking jingle bells. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Cats meowing, silent night. Are, what the hell is wrong with some of these? That's the problem. When you get into Christmas, the deep world of Christmas, it's, there's some, it's just people that are crazy. It's, the whole sweater vibe is crazy. You get crazy and you get cat people. Dogs barking jingle bells. You do get fun collaborations. You ever hear you ever hear the drummer boy collaboration of Busta Rhymes and Justin Bieber? That's a good one. Um Justin Bieber was like 16, so he gets a pass. But Busta Rhymes, you know better, for God's sakes. Bieber rapped in it. Something about the Bible. It's it's amazing. You should look it up. I'd play it here, but we don't have the rights to it. <clears throat> um Chase Bentley says McCartney. Yeah, any, listen, 
Paul McCartney having a Christmas time. Is that what it is? Every Beatles Christmas song was horrible. <laughs> having a Christmas time. Paul, Paul McCartney is just a jing, jing. Like he is Jingle Bell. And you feel like he wrote it on a napkin on the way to the studio. Like it's the most just dumb, happiest, dumb, lucky thing. Um, although the Beatles, it's better than John Lennon's solo, though. I will say this about McCartney's. Um, it's unlistenable, right? I will say Paul, Paul McCartney's and Beatles is brutal, but John Lennon's solo was worse, I think, because I think what he, I think the ones make try to make it serious. Like, this is like uh, it's about war and shit. So tell me about this. Some, I don't want to think about serious shit for the Christmas songs. So this is Christmas. Let's hope there's no fear. The war is over. Calm the fuck down, John Lennon. Just trying to have some eggnog here, okay? No, open up some rock sucking robots. Without, you got kids screaming, without any fear. All right, John. You know what, John? Just sit this one out. There's plenty of time for, <laughs> for this terror. Kyle Boland says, serious take. Nobody beats Chris Isaac's Christmas albums. Nobody. Yeah, he's good. He knows the formula. There's a formula to it. It's all. It's about long-term relationships, just wanting you, lusting, luring. Up. You don't have to slut it up. Some of these Christmas songs got slutty. Jesus, a little room to the imagination. You ever hear Bon Jovi's "Backdoor Santa"? <laughs> something like, I think it's called "Backdoor Santa." It was something awful. Yeah, "Backdoor Santa." I'm your backdoor Santa. What the fuck, Bon Jovi? You talking about anal sex? Jesus, it's Christmas. <laughs> That's why the Mariah Carey. I mean, you can hate the Mariah Carey all you want because they played so much, but it it's a banger. It's a hit. Talking about all he wanted you. I mean, it's and it's good. She's good. She doesn't slut it up. She sluts it up around the year, but not there. You know, she knows what she's doing. Um, my favorite, my favorite, least of the worst Christmas songs. Of speaking of taking it seriously. Of John Lennon. Uh, John Denver, who I is hilarious to me. He's such a fucking fraud. But it's, he makes some good songs. He's got a song called Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. It, it's hard to believe, but it's true. Look it up. John Denver, Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. <clears throat> and um, you think he'd be talking about himself or not? No. No, it's John Denver... Singing as an eight-year-old John Denver, a little eight-year-old, whatever his real name is. His real name is not John Denver, I'll tell you that. He's not from Denver. He's not from West Virginia. He ain't from the Rocky Mountains. He's from fucking Burbank. He's made in a studio somewhere. He's a fucking fraud. Anyway, <laughs> please, Daddy, don't get you. And he plays an eight-year-old complaining about Daddy coming home drunk for Christmas. And he listens to the song. All he does is pass out by the tree. Relax, Johnny. It's Christmas. Your dad fucking worked for these gifts he's giving you. Don't be drunk and pass out by the tree. He could beat the shit out of you like a, like a normal drunk dad would do back in the fucking 70s. <laughs> you, got off, you got off easy. You got off easy, John. That's why you can sing about eagles and Rocky Mountains and all the fucking pussy shit. Y'all like the fucking bow. Uh... <laughs> 
Henry Duschendorf, that's hilarious. Uh, is that his real name, Henry Duschendorf? It probably is. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of people are giving ideas for new kids on the block. Funky, funky Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's a class. That's a bad Christmas song. But the new kids on the block are bad though. That, that I don't even count that because of course they're all their songs are bad. You know. Although that is some of the worst white rapping you'll ever hear. Grandma got ran over reindeer. That's a classic, though. Classic bit. Problem with those Grandma got ran over by reindeer is once the joke's over with, you're done with the song. Okay, I got it. Right. That's got that. <clears throat> that's got like that southern comedy that Grant, like you know, your Larry the Cable guy kind of comedy. Which there's room for. I'm not against it. You know the was it Rick Stevens or what was it Steve? The guy does his mixtapes and shit. Like you know, you're you're talking Basque. You're you know. And there's and there's a room for dad humor in Christmas. You don't know what to get dad. Let's get him a fish that sings. You know, think a grandma got ran over the reindeer. Christmas and Hollis Queens top five. Yeah, I don't. I like the Run DMC Christmas song because you know you do what you do. You do Run DMC. That's why I guess I shouldn't be mad at Bon Jovi for back there. That's what the Bon Jovi was talking about. They were talking about sex. Anyway, that's uh. I can we could we could do this all day. Oh, Jesus Christ! Right now we're five. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas here and a happy holidays. Thank Ray Stevens. Thank you, Bill Cruz. I don't want to get that wrong. Ray Stevens, mixtapes and prank tapes and Ernest. Ernest goes to jail. That kind of, that kind of comedy is what I'm trying to talk about. That's what uh, grandma got run over to reindeer is your Verns. You know, I'm not saying it's bad, but the guy gets old soon. That's all. Uh, for everyone who has kids, here's a little tip. Uh, what my parents used to do. Label all the awful gifts like socks from Santa and anything good like a Nintendo that comes from mom and dad, you know, that way the, your kids like you and they don't like Santa so much. You don't want Santa giving the good gifts. Have them give the shit. <laughs> how old is it when you, how old is it when you stop learning? You know what I stopped when I stopped uh, realizing there's, when I realized there was no Santa Claus. Speaking of slutting up Santa and the songs and slutty Santas and hotlines, there used to be hot people thinking about phone sex now. There used to be hotlines for everything. Used to call, used to, there used to be hotlines to call to get football scores before the internet and shit. You'd call a 976 number to find out who won the Hawaii Bowl game. Anyway, when I was a kid, there was a 976 Santa line. You would call Santa, talk to Santa and tell him what you want. It's obviously a scam. But I picked it up as a kid and called it. And I talked to Santa. And then my dad realized it found got a bill and realized it cost, you know, 99 cents a minute or whatever it was. He'd find out how much it cost. And uh, that's the day I learned there's no Santa Claus. That's what I, that's how he told me to stop calling. You know, there's no fucking Santa Claus. Stop calling. All right. Thank you, Dad. And here we are. Me in a box talking about butterfly bobs. Uh, Anyway, I'm CJ Sullivan. Thanks, guys. That's going to do it for the holiday show. Follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. Other podcasts, Blackout Diaries uh, with Sean Flannery. Listen to that one as well. We're doing a Christmas uh, special episode, actually, where we talk about when Mark Vanna took down the Christmas tree at our holiday building party at Nokatami Towers. Um, it's going to be a great episode with Adam Burke. Um, listen to that. Um, yeah, follow along. Do all that stuff. Uh, thank you for everyone. Thanks for putting me up. Vison, give a shout out to Vison. Put me on the show out there in Las Vegas. But Vegas, Vegas does Christmas better than LA. I'll say that. LA can't do Christmas. Vegas is like, 
All right, what's Christmas? Gaudy, obnoxious lights? Yeah, we can do that. We we can handle that. We do that all year. Say so they throw these absurd Christmas lights. It's hilarious. It's cheesy. It's trashy. I say downtown at the Circa on Fremont Street. I love Fremont Street. It's the Walmart of Vegas. It's just drunk. Speaking of Ray Stevens and white trash comedy. Oh, I love Fremont. I love, I love downtown. I can't do the strip. I went to the Bellagio. I, I'm, I keep going because I'm a man in a box. Bellagio does these amazing Christmas decorations every year. And I went by there on my way home. I drove home yesterday. Look, I'll stop by Bellagio, take a look at it. And I did. And it's a very impressive. It's packed, though. I didn't like it. Parking free for less than an hour. No problem. I handle that in 15 minutes. But I saw the most amazing thing after. So I'm looking at these Bellagio director decorations. They're great. Then they had a tip box. Hey, help help keep this free with a tip a tip box at the Bellagio. Go fuck yourself, Bellagio. <laughs> I'm really getting a man in a box. I mean, you need more of my money. I got a tip for you. How about have less than a fifty dollar minimum table on a Tuesday night for blackjack? These guys have $15 million Picassos as trays at the buffet. You want tip money for your decorations? Jesus Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Do all whatever it is you guys celebrate. And uh, let's get some parlays. And may all the bets be with you this uh, holiday season. Thank you and good night. Play that techno music.